Oh, I thought I'd do another one before I go to bed because honestly, I don't really want to leave Christmas Eve. <clears throat> I don't want to leave <laughs> night school Christmas Eve off on like some <laughs> rant about Columbine and teen suicide. <laughs> I get, sometimes I think about myself and I'm like, if somebody were just describing what I'm saying, if they were to try to do like a synopsis of what I'm saying on this show, they'd be like, well, on episode blah, blah, blah. I don't even know what episode. We're going to get to 500 like tomorrow, it feels like. But uh, if someone were to do like a synopsis, they'd be like, on this episode, he expresses his concern over teenage suicide rates climbing and speculates as to why. He also talks about how Columbine is a time capsule for those who want to revisit 1999. That's actually a pretty good synopsis. I wouldn't, honestly, I wouldn't disagree with that, but I don't really want to leave Christmas Eve. I don't want to, you know, transition into Christmas Day on that note. You know, I didn't even get a Christmas tree this year. The last couple of years I did. I love Christmas trees. Like, I love Christmas. I, I really do love Christmas. It's a great time of year. It's never really had any special significance to me as far as, you know, I guess, I mean, it, it does in the sense that, like, symbolically, it doesn't mean much to me. Spiritually, it doesn't mean a whole lot to me. But the reality is, you know, it always has represented something good. It was always really my mom's time of year. You know, it was her chance to really show her generosity and love, not just to our family, but she was always very generous with everybody she knew during Christmas time. And then when I was a kid, she would host bazaars. B-A, I think that's spelled what? B-A-Z-A-A-R. It's a bizarre spelling of bazaar, but she and some of the other ladies who lived in the town would host these bazaars at our house where they would sell homemade Christmas decorations one year i mean not just christmas decorations there was one year where she printed out and this is pre-internet so i think she must have gone to the she must have taken a magazine and gone to the to the photocopy shop because she made all of these little i don't remember if they were like amulets or little frames but they they had leonardo dicaprio's picture in them and for many years i thought his name was leonard like, my entire life, I referred to him as Leonard DiCaprio, which, you know, Leonard is the anglicized version of Leonardo. But my whole life, I called him Leonard. And then one day, a friend said to me, you know, his name's Leonardo? <laughs> like, a, a, male, a male friend called me out. He was like, you know, his name's actually Leonardo, and you always say Leonard. And I'm like, do I even talk about him that much? But uh, somebody told me, you know, his name's not Leonard. He's not a Leonard. But anyway, my mom printed out these little pictures of Leonardo DiCaprio and put them in little amulets or frames. And I remember saying to her, you know, I was a little kid and like Titanic had just come out. And I remember saying to her, I was like, you're not going to sell any of those. Nobody's going to, you know, nobody's going to come to a Christmas bazaar and want little amulets with Leonardo DiCaprio's face in them. I mean, granted, he was, you know, a teen idol at the time. But I just didn't think there would be a market for that at a Christmas event. And then like later that day or the next day, she's like, you know what? I sold every single one of them. I sold every single one of them. And I was like, I, it's a good example of me being wrong. Just shows you that I can be very wrong. I didn't think they'd sell a single Leonardo DiCaprio amulet at the Christmas Bazaar. They sold every single one of them. All the little girls... 
moms are buying them for their daughters. Just something we, you know, live and learn. But no, it's always it's always been a good time of year, you know, in my family, just because my mom put the effort in. And, you know, even after my parents got divorced, my mom would have, you know, she would always make it a point to have my dad and then later my stepmom and half-sister, who's, you know, she's my full sister as far as I'm concerned, but she's my dad's daughter with, uh, you know, my stepmom. Um, but, uh, you know, even, you know, way after the, the divorce, my mom always made it a point to bring them along because they were family too. So, you know, it was always a good time of year. And, you know, the last two years, you know, last year, nobody visited anybody. I guess you technically weren't allowed or weren't supposed to. So nobody visited anybody in my family. And then this year, I think we're all just too worn out. Like I was, my sister messaged me and was just like, you know what, you know, you know, she had a surgery at the end of last month and just, you know, everybody, I think everybody's just really tired right now. And as much as it would have been great to see family, I was relieved. I was just like, you know, I just don't have it in me. I just don't have it in me to travel. You know, I've never taken batty overnight anywhere. So I was just like, yeah, you know, that sounds completely fine right now. And, uh, you know, as I think is sometimes, you know, as, as nice it, as it would be, it's like, you don't want to end the tradition. I mean, that's, a, that's like the, the kind of risk you run. Like when you have two straight years of family not getting together, you don't want to ruin the tradition of family seeing each other. But, you know, the reality is if you make the effort, it will happen. You know, as long as everybody's willing, if you make that effort, because things have been extraordinarily weird, extraordinarily weird. And I don't, nobody's even mentioned the whole coronavi thing, and I hesitate to even mention it here, but who knows if that's on people's mind too, as far as Christmas get-togethers go. I'm realizing, I mean, I, God, I'm going into it, but I'm realizing now that it's like, they really are going to put some pressure on me to get the booster I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I thought that I thought I might be able to snake by without it. So I very well might be an anti-vacker soon. Because you got to keep up with the program. But anyway, enough about that. Um, I do have a friend. A friend and my friend's mom are stopping by tomorrow. So that'll be nice. You know, nice not to spend the day alone. You know, even though it would be fine. It's nice to have people stop by. But yeah, you know, I mean, I I don't do a New Year's, I don't think I've ever done a New Year's, well, I don't even know what it's called, what's it even called, a New Year's, I was going to say a premonition, what's that called, a, what's that called where you like vow to do things, <laughs> I don't even know what it's called, you know, because I, I never think about it, uh, a New Year's, it's like your New Year's plan, all your things you're going to do. Everybody, everybody knows what it's called. I'm just forgetting. I've never done one of those. You know, I just, I, you know, I think anything that's good for you to do, the reality is you should just do it right now. Start doing it immediately. You know, anything that's good for you and that, or that you need to stop doing or start doing, you know, the best thing you can do is to do it right now. And I've always felt like it's silly to plan that for the new year. Not like I'm making any uh, incredible point here. I mean, this is all stuff that people probably know, but 
I just know that most people don't live up to those expectations because they're kind of setting this artificial goal when the reality is you should just start doing it immediately. Start doing it before the end of the year. Like when I quit drinking, I'm glad that I quit right before December, not after December. I could have easily justified it and said, "Oh, I'll, st- I'll, I'll quit at the end of the holidays because then it'll be then I'll have I'll have my last hurrah of fun." But you know what? It probably wouldn't have been a last hurrah of fun. Probably wouldn't have been the last hurrah, and it probably wouldn't have been fun. So easier to start doing it then. And I mean, I think fitness it speaks for itself. Like start doing it now. Start doing something now. Not to get all motivational speaker, but. The truth is, just start doing it now. If, you, if you're if you serious about it and you know you need to do it or you truly want to do it, do it before the end of the month. Do it before the end of the year. Think about how much better you'll feel psychologically to know you started it in a different year. You started it in the preceding year, even though it might have been five days. You started running on December 26th. You started eating better on December 26th. Being able to say you started it the previous year. I mean, psychologically, that year change is meaningful. But that said, no, I I am going to make an effort. It's not going to be a New Year's, whatever it's called. A New Year's, whatever it's called. I wish I could remember that. I was thinking about it a minute ago, and I knew what it was called. Before I started recording this, I was thinking about that idea. A New Year's uh, resolution. Yep. Yep. Oh, you got it. You got it. You got this. Oh, my God. You got this. I always hated it when people say, you you got this, dude. Dude, you got this. Such a People mean so well when they say that. You got this. I never like it, though. New Year's resolution. New Year's resolution. Now, I'm not going to make any New Year's resolutions, but, you know, it's becoming very clear to me. I need to kind of give my brain a good reset. I need to give my brain a good reset. I think I've been dwelling on, uh, dwelling in the darker territory. Not, Not dark in the sense of how I feel about things, but dark in the sense of just like taking in dark information over and over again. No, not, not reading about Columbine the last three nights. That, I mean, that's included maybe. Maybe I shouldn't have read so much about it, but no, I just mean in general, like paying way too much attention to all these points of conflict that are going on, especially because I'm not actively participating in them. It's not like I'm, I mean, I guess I I do have a need to express myself about them. I do have a need to give my take. I'm not going to censor myself if I have an opinion about something, but it's just, I don't know, tonight I was thinking about how it's Christmas Eve. And I talked to a friend of mine for six and a half hours on the phone, one of my best friends. And we basically just talked shit, and it was fun. I think it was long, a long time coming. I think we needed to just talk shit about everything, no holds barred. And we can be vicious. Like, if you think I'm bad on here, like, you should hear us talk, because we, we, we can be vicious. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing sacred sometimes when we talk about people and things. But that was good. I mean, it's control. But the thing is, it's like totally controlled. It's like, that's the thing about talking shit. Like if you know you're talking shit and and this is just a justification, of course, I'm totally just justifying shitty behavior. But if you know that you're talking shit, if you're aware of the fact that you're talking shit and you know that you need to 
just to fucking get it out there. You know, I think that's a good thing if you just do it, if you know that you're doing it and you don't do it all the time. Because I do have a need to talk shit. I've known that about myself my entire life. I try not to get too gossipy. I try not to get too malicious. But just to, you know, be able to joke in a mean way, to be able just to say whatever I want and to have friends to do that with. I think sometimes you just have to do that. Um, but yeah, I did a lot of that tonight. <laughs> did a whole lot of that. But it was good. It was a good. It was a Christmas Eve cleanse is what it was. Some people do these dietary cleanses. Well, sometimes you just need to talk to the right person and just... Ugh. You know, let the let the demon speak a little bit. But uh, when it comes to just uh, you know what's going on in the world, I mean, I don't know. It's it really does feel like we're spiraling out of control mentally, and I, I feel like that's all I ever talk about anymore is just this mental spiral, and you see it all over. You know, it's. It's evident, you know, you don't have to look very hard for it. But you do you have you do have to look. You know, you do have to make an effort to look. And I think on one hand it's good to kind of keep yourself up to date on where people are at, what the climate is is like where you're at, where you live. But I mean it can be it can it can consume you very easily too. And it reaches a point where you just go, "You know what? I'm going to I'm going to try to close out the next few days without really taking any of that in. Because what got me thinking about it is just it's Christmas Eve and I talked to my buddy for six and a half hours. So I was distracted. And then after that, you know, I I got a workout in. And I just happened to look online. I was like, oh, I'll see what people are saying here. You know, I just ate. I've got to kill some time before I go to bed. Don't want to go to bed on a totally full stomach. You know, I'm not, I'm not Santa Claus. I don't, I don't go to bed on a full stomach, but I decided just to like read some stuff online and just, it amazed me. I was thinking like, I was just reading things people were saying online and I was like, it's Christmas Eve and these people are, are fighting and hating each other. Like I just, I immediately, cause it's like I said, it's not hard to find. I immediately found people, came across people arguing about just minute nonsense and people are so, you know, tense and high strung right now about everything. They're in what I referred to earlier as that hypervigilant kind of wartime state of thinking. That it's like even on Christmas Eve where it's like, I don't know how many people are alone. I'd be curious actually. You know, I'm alone. But I'd be curious how many people are alone because not everybody's prepared to be alone. You know, that's something that we've become very aware of is that not everybody's prepared to be alone and a lot of people live lonely lives as it is and the last couple of years have made their lives that much more lonely and you know a night like christmas eve like, like somebody who's alone i mean they might very well be in a miserable state and when you're alone on a night like christmas eve as <laughs> a poem when you're alone on a night like christmas eve uh, or a song. I don't know if that's a poem or a song, but uh, you know, I, I think you you can easily succumb to the demons. 
you can easily succumb to the demons and just stumble down some road where you're fighting with somebody on the internet on Christmas Eve and maybe you don't celebrate Christmas. I'm not really celebrating it tonight. You know, I don't have a Christmas tree. My house doesn't smell like pine needles this year. I love that smell and I miss it. But just this year, I just, just like not being able to go visit family and family canceling plans. I was just like, you know, it's going to, it's, it's a lot of money and time to get a Christmas tree this year. That's just, I just don't have it in me. But last night I was like, you know what? I, I have elves. I have a bunch of elves. They're all stuffed. I have my main elf, which I got out a week or two ago. But I was like, you know, I need to get the other elves out. I have this little fake tree. It's not really a Christmas tree, but it's a little fake potted sort of pine tree with berries on it. And I was like, I'm going to get that out. It looks kind of like a small Christmas tree. I'm going to get the stockings out and call it good. I'm going to call that good. It'll give it a little bit of a Christmas feel. Because I don't want to spend, you know, I don't want to spend the Christmas holidays totally ignoring Christmas. Totally ignoring Christmas. I don't want to spend the Christmas holidays getting sucked into anything that's going to twist my brain up. You know, and I easily could. I could easily let that happen. You know, it wouldn't be difficult. And hopping online tonight... When I was winding down, I just immediately saw people who were doing exactly that. Where I'm just like, man, it's not good if you can't even clear your mind on Christmas. It's not good if you can't even just let yourself settle a little bit. I mean, Christmas should give you kind of just a, you know, kind of a de facto state of meditation if you can let it, if you can let it, you know. I mean, I know here it's supposed to get insanely cold, like, you know, colder than I've ever heard of it. You know, I've never heard of it dropping into the teens here. Maybe it got that low once or twice in the last few years. But I think starting Sunday, it's supposed to get down to the teens. And I think there's at least one or two days where it's not supposed to give above the, get above the 20s during the day. And that's just unheard of here. You know, we're lucky if we get just a little bit of snow once a year. I don't know how much snow we're going to get, but it's going to be icy. It's going to be cold. And I like that, actually. You know, as long as the power stays on, you know, I have those little I have those little things you put on the faucets outside. My neighbor told me to get those last year when it got cold. She's like, you know, there's these little things you can buy, these, these styrofoam things you can put on your uh, your faucets outside so they don't freeze. I'd seen those around. I never knew what they were for. Just these, those little styrofoam things. They have a little piece of rubber inside that fits around the faucet. And then you pull on it. And it makes the styrofoam part cup the faucet so your pipes don't freeze. I went out and I put those on. I welcome the cold, though. I like cold weather. Um... Again, I see it as kind of like, it's it's like a forced meditation. Like anytime the weather forces you to react or adapt, especially if it limits your ability to go out and do things, or when you do go out and do things, if it makes you acutely aware of how the air feels, I think it's a good thing. It's kind of like this forced meditation. 
And I see certain holidays that way too. You know, I see the Christmas holidays that way. They kind of, st everything stops in its tracks. You know, I've been going to the post office like every day for the last two months practically, which has been nice. But it's it's nice that for a couple days I don't even have to think. Like I can just set packages aside. Just, you know, I don't take... I don't take that for granted. I like when things slow to a crawl. And that's one thing that I liked about when the world stopped. Even though I didn't necessarily like everything about it, I did like when society just decided or the government decided, you know, while it's very questionable now, I didn't mind when just society stopped a year and a half ago for that reason. Because I'm always looking for that. Not that I want to stop. I like to do things. I'm, I don't like to relax. I like to be doing things all the time. But as a little kid, one of my greatest fantasies was that there would be a day, and this wasn't some Twilight Zone bookworm episode where, you know, the Twilight Zone bookworm episode where there's the, the guy, the nerd, the nerd, who his fantasy is for everybody in the world to disappear so that he can just be left alone to read books. And then he gets his wish. I, I can't remember what happens if there's like some sort of nuclear situation. I don't remember the circumstances. But either way, he essentially, maybe he goes down into a, a fallout shelter or, he, he, or he, he's, he goes to sleep. I don't, I don't remember the story, but it's like a Rip Van Winkle sort of idea where basically like he wakes up and everybody's gone and he can just read books. But then his glasses fall off and break so he can't read. Great idea. <laughs> Great idea for a story. Um, but as a kid, like, I had kind of a similar fantasy about that, where, like, I had this fantasy that there would be a day where, like, everything would stop. And I could just walk down freeways. And I could take my toys. Like, a lot of it, a lot of this fantasy actually revolved around my toys. Where I imagined, like, taking my action figures into the middle of the road. And not having to worry about cars. Like being able to set up action figures wherever I wanted. And not having to worry about people. Not having to worry about cars or anything. And I had, to, yeah, like I said, these fantasies too. About like being able to walk down the middle of the freeway without cars coming. It was just this weird little fleeting. It wasn't something I thought a lot about, but it would be usually if I was like running errands with my mom as a little kid. I'm talking very young. I would just have this like fleeting fantasy where I was like, man, it'd be incredible if everything... And it wasn't like it didn't involve like getting rid of people. You know, there was no like misanthropy where it's like, oh man, I just want everybody to disappear. You know, there was nothing about wanting people to disappear, but basically like everything would freeze. And I could just kind of wander and play with toys if I wanted. <laughs> it sounds like a good fantasy, you know? And I still feel that way sometimes where I think like, man, I wish things would just freeze and I could just walk wherever I wanted. And heavy snowfall kind of does that. Like on the rare occasion that Washington State gets heavy snowfall, that's kind of what happens where I just kind of strap myself up with everything I need and I'll just take a walk 
and I'll go, I'll walk down the middle of the road, you know, because it's like if someone is actually out there driving, you can see them coming and they're going slow. And so it allows you to kind of go places and wander in ways that you wouldn't normally. And so I, I'll always love snowfall for that reason. But I always want there to be enough snow to shut things down for just like two days. You know, not a week, but just two days of like serious shutdown. And I think we got some snow last year. I think we got a decent amount actually. I think we had a couple days of heavy snow now that I think about it. And it bothered me that like immediately I saw people like trying to fight the snowfall. And I get it that people have things they have to do. I know people have to go to work. I know I know kids have to do things. I know people have appointments. People have to go to the shopping, to the store. But it's like it always bothers me like when there's a fresh snowfall coming down, especially if we're expecting a decent amount and people are already fighting it. Because I just want to say, like, why can't you just let it come down for, like, two solid days? Why can't you just let it be here for a couple solid days, you know? Like, why not just let it freeze everything? Literally. And so, you know, when the, the lockdowns came in 2020, while there was a lot that I questioned about it, the reality was, is I was just like, you know what? It feels kind of nice to have everything shut down. Like they weren't even cutting the grass in parks. They weren't cutting the grass along the sides of the road. Everything around here was truly shut down. So you go to parks and the lawn hadn't been cut for months. Places where you had never seen anything but short trim lawn was grown up and wild. And I was like, this is amazing. I'm not going to take this feeling for granted because I know that people will jump right back in as soon as they can. I know they'll be sending the maintenance guys to cut the lawn here as soon as they can. So I'm going to enjoy that these random parks, these random city parks are going kind of wild. That the side of the road, the weeds on the side of the road are getting all big and wild. I loved that. You know, it wasn't always convenient. I mean, there's places near my house where there's no sidewalk. And because of that, I found myself, you know, having to walk in the road. And even though that's my fantasy, you know, it's dangerous. But there weren't that many people out either. You know, during the height of lockdown in 2020, there were far fewer cars on the road. People were afraid to go out. People had less reason to go out, especially that initial month. You know, because I never stopped walking. I never stopped going out. Nobody's going to stop that. I mean, the day that they try to tell you you can only go out for an hour a day or whatever, that's the day that I seriously revolt. But, uh, you know, I love that feeling, though, because I was like, things are actually shut down. And, yeah, there's a lot of downsides to this economically, psychologically. But you know what? This is what I've always been wanting. I've always been wanting things to just freeze for a little while. And so I'm hoping that happens this coming week, actually. Like, I'm hoping this ultra-cold weather, this very unknown level of coldness, like getting down to the teens, it's just unheard of around here. I'm hoping that slows things down. I kind of want the last few days of December to be extremely slow, if not frozen. And, uh, you know, because it, 
especially when it's the weather doing it. When it's the weather doing it, it just it forces people to respond or to be completely inactive. You know, I like when the weather does that to you. But I'm probably going to close this out. I don't, have, I don't have too much more to say. Just that, uh, I don't know, in general, though, it's like, you know, just in general, it's like I, I really, I'm someone who I can do the same thing every day. Like, I can eat the same meal three times a day, every day, and not get bored at all. Like, as long as it's healthy, as long as it's not horrible tasting, I can have the same meal three times a day, every day, and that's pretty much what I do. I'd say at least two times a day, I have the same exact meal, and it's usually the same meal every day, every day of the week, with very little variation, only occasional variation, maybe a different kind of meat once in a while, but that's pretty rare. And, uh, you know, my snacks too, it's like the things that I have for snacks, I can have the same snacks in the same intervals every single day, and I don't really need much variation. But I'm not someone like, you know, as I get older, you know, I don't really like to do, I don't like to have the same commitments that I just do endlessly and endlessly. And I realize some people do. Like creatively for one, like obviously I can just do this show, but that's because all it is is just saying thoughts out loud and trying to make them interesting or whatever. But uh, the show is an exception for that because it just, it just kind of goes along with whatever I'm thinking at any given time. But, you know, creatively and, and with regards to anything else, it's like I found less and less motivation and value in just plugging along endlessly, doing the same things. You know, and that goes for like visual art. It goes for music. It goes for even subjects like research and other interests I have where it's just like the idea of just plugging along endlessly and doing the same thing over and over again just interests me less and less. And part of it feels like, you know, not, not feeling the need, like, like what else is there to prove or what else is there? Why am I doing it? You know, I am someone who questions why I'm doing things maybe more than I need to, but some people that's not true at all. Like they find like a niche, something that, you know, attracts them or that, they've they've developed skill at and they're just like oh i'm gonna do that forever and maybe it really does speak to them but they kind of develop a system for doing that and they just do it endlessly forever and uh you know more and more i just don't feel that way i'm just kind of like you know it doesn't really feel right sometimes it feels good to just kind of let things rest let them stop and I've, you know, I've, I've let a lot of things rest that maybe I shouldn't, some things that maybe I should work on or get done, you know, because a period of inactivity can just go on indefinitely if you let it. But, you know, all, everything over the last few years, too, you know, just all the events in my life have just made me really question some of that stuff, especially when you realize sometimes that it always feels like going against the grain. You know, sometimes doing that stuff always feels like going against the grain, even if it's something that matters to you, even if it's something that 
other people appreciate about you or that you you know if it's something creative I found I find more and more though that it often feels like I'm going against the grain like I'm maybe doing something I don't need to do and um I don't have much more to say about that. Nothing really specific. Maybe maybe it's unnecessary to even mention that. But it's just a feeling I get more and more of over the years. Where I'm just like, how much of this is something that I actually need to do? Because so much of who we are is just like, oh, I've invested so much into this that I can't stop now. You know, my identity is based on this. For some people, their income might be based on something which makes sense. You know, if there's a practical reason to do something, that's one thing. But there's so many things that like you care about them and you do them and you've invested in them. But you do find that it's like as time goes on, it's just like this just feels like going against the grain every step of the way. Not that it feels like you're putting too much effort into it because like having to put effort into things is a good thing. But that it feels almost like something is disrupting it at every step of the way. Like there are certain commitments I have that I've had over the years. And they're, you know, I would say extracurricular in nature. And I find that every time like I try to honor these commitments, I get sick right beforehand. Like my body just, you know, I just, I can feel it a couple days earlier and I'm just like, fuck. And it's not like I've been doing anything. It's not like my lifestyle has caused that to happen. I just find that I just get run down. And I, the more that that happens, the more I'm like, why does that happen every single time? Why do I end up getting sick every single time I'm supposed to honor that particular type of commitment? And you end up feeling like a liar or something when you tell people that, like, oh, I can't do it because I'm sick. You know, I try not to lie about that anymore. Because everybody always uses the excuse of like, oh, I'm sick. I'm sick. I try not to lie about that anymore. I try not to ever use health as an excuse if I can help it. But I find that sometimes, you know, I actually do get sick every time I'm supposed to do certain things. And I'm just, it's happened so many times that I'm like, you know, I'm not going to say something supernatural is going on, but it does feel like something is pushing back on me every time I try to freaking do this. And it feels like things go wrong too. It feels like there are malfunctions. There are errors. There are technical issues. Like, I know that there are certain situations I go into, and it truly does feel like every single thing is going haywire. And that makes me question whether I should be doing it at all. You know, sometimes it's good to persevere, but it's like sometimes I go into situations where I'm just like, every single thing is malfunctioning. Every single thing is being disrupted. Am I bringing something with me that's causing that to happen? Is it a sign that maybe I shouldn't be doing that anymore? Is it a sign that maybe I need to change in some way? I don't know. I don't have an answer to it. But I do find myself noticing that. I do find myself noticing when things start to go wrong, 
each time you try to do something, especially if you're doing the same thing or something similar, it's almost like a maze hitting a dead end and like being like, you know, maybe I really do need to find another way. Because that's similar to what's happened in other aspects of my life. You know, in a, in a general sense. Well, I'm talking about very specific things, very specific activities. You know, in other in just general life, you know, you, you do find that sometimes you're just, you keep running into the same issues over and over again. And eventually you just have to recognize, oh, I've got to go back out the way I came in. And either find someplace else to go or just try not to go anywhere. I mean, things like dating come to mind, for one. Where it's just like, yeah, man, I, I keep hitting the same, not the same exact issues, but just like, this process is just ending up endlessly frustrating in ways that are pointless, pointlessly distracting, considering I'm so focused on other things. You know, I think sometimes you run into situations like that. Sometimes it's the lifestyle changes. Sometimes it's simply paying attention to the thing that you are resistant to. Because there's a difference between being resistant to something and things going wrong. Like sometimes you are resisting doing something. You don't want to. You don't feel like it appeals to you. But yet you're, you're kind of being drawn to it. And you're like, I don't know what it is, but you know, something and being drawn to this, but I resist it in some way. For me, that was certain spiritual subject matter for one, where I was like, this isn't necessarily the subject matter I wanted to get into. This wasn't necessarily the practice I wanted to get into. This didn't seem cool to me. But you know what, since when is this about being cool? And it seems like when I try to take other ways, it's constant disruption, constant traps, constant dead ends. And while it's good to endure this, that stuff, eventually you realize I'm not, I'm not actually even getting anywhere. Not, I'm not even actually getting anywhere. You know, sometimes you realize that where you're like, you know, even though it's good to be able to endure trials and tests and go through things. You know, sometimes having some adversity, having an uphill incline, sometimes that's good. But there's other times where you realize I'm not actually getting anywhere when I try to go this way. So something to keep in mind, something I'll be keeping in mind, something I have to continually remind myself of. Because the direction that you want to go in might not be the one that will actually get you anywhere. And that's a cliche. You know, that's it's a cliche idea. But it's also a reality. I don't know. I'm looking forward to 2022. It could be pretty grim. You know, I don't have, I don't have uh, false expectations for it. I can see it being a rough year. I don't see I don't see the the pressure releasing anytime soon on just society, on people. 
based on just the little glimpse I saw of where people are at mentally tonight. The sort of people, the number of people who are just so drawn to fight it out with other people somewhere, any place they can on Christmas Eve. You know, it doesn't make me very hopeful. I know that's just a small glimpse. But it does reflect kind of a, an attitude or mood that's out there. And I'm sure those people are running into dead end after dead end. I'm sure those people, are their lives are just filled with disruption right now. You know, they're living a life where it's like they're hyper vigilant because everything feels like a psychological landmine. And it is. Because you're going in the wrong freaking place. You're walking in the wrong freaking places. Of course, everything feels like a psychological landmine. Look where you're walking. <laughs> you know, like look where the heck you're going. You're walking through an actual minefield. A psychological minefield. Of course, everything feels like a psychological landmine. And of course, you're stepping on it. Stepping on a lot of mines. But no, I am looking forward to 2022. It will be yet another year of psychological minefields for everybody. You know, and I'm not, I'm not terribly hopeful about what we're seeing in terms of like the way our government, the way our institutions are behaving, the direction our culture is going in. I'm not entirely hopeful about that. But I also, you know, I welcome that challenge too. I mean, I, I think that you have to at this point. I think you have to welcome a certain amount of challenges. I mean, you should want to be challenged. You, you should want to feel challenged by the coming year. You know, you should, I mean, it's, it's what I always say about, you know, living at the end of the world. You know, if you're alive at the end of the world, you should see that as a blessing. Be like, I got to be here. If there's one day when the world just ends, wouldn't you want to be there for that? Because your world is going to end at some point, no matter what. Wouldn't it be a great honor to be here? To get to see what that's all about, to get to feel what that's like. To be like, oh, wow, I was one of the, I was one of the limited people who got to be alive on the day the world ended. Not that I think that's what's going to happen ever, but just it's that sort of idea with like meeting challenges where I think you have to welcome challenges. When you look around and you see that the world isn't necessarily going in a direction that you want to see it go in. And you can see a lot of opportunities for, you know, manipulation, deception. A part of you kind of has to welcome that and say, you know what? I'm curious to see how I'll respond to that. I'm curious to see how other people will respond to that. You know, because I get to see the world in a brand new way either way. And it keeps you sharp.
um, no, it's good to be here as always. You know, I'm not somebody I would never, I wouldn't trade my life for anybody else's. I wouldn't trade life itself for anything else. I mean, it's all I know. <laughs> and, uh, I wouldn't trade this time of year for anything else. I think late December, I mean, I was born in late December, so maybe I'm a little bit biased, but late December is a great time of year. The end of the year is a great time of year. And just like I don't set New Year's resolutions, I'm also not somebody who really reflects on what all went into a year. I'm not someone who sits there and was like, well, this happened and this didn't happen. Oh, this was the year that I was planning on doing this, but it didn't happen because of this. Or this was the year that, that I got this, or I met so-and-so. And I, you know, I'm not somebody who looks back and does like a retrospective on my, my, the current year either. I don't know if that goes hand in hand with like not setting resolutions, but I'm just not the kind of person who like reflects on the year. I'm just like, yeah, you know, things happen. Some things didn't happen. It went by quick. They always do these days. But similarly, I don't, I guess like I don't necessarily expect anything of a given year. And because of that, I don't, I don't really feel the need to reflect on it. You know, some years bigger events happen, smaller events happen. Some years, you know, you don't, you, your life changes relatively little. Some years it changes a lot. But, you know, reflecting on the previous year has never really seemed that valuable to me personally, but it also doesn't seem valuable to be like, well, this is what I expect of this year. Not that there's anything wrong with goals. But I've never been that type of person either who really sets like a five-year plan. Or tries to live up to some new ideal. Always just wanting to be better. You know, you always want to be better. And you want to do it incrementally maybe. You just work at it. But there's not really a need to expect any more than that. Just want to keep pushing. But, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's about all I got. I don't know. I'm trying to find some, like, extra special insight to offer. But I really don't have any right now. I really don't have any special insight at the moment. And it actually feels good. I don't feel totally in control of everything. I don't even feel totally in control of all my thoughts right now. And sometimes that's a relief. You know, sometimes it's just a relief. And that's the exact time when it feels great when things just slow down or stop. That's the exact time where, like, I'm grateful for holidays a bunch of them that stop everything and slow it down. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. You know, it's when you don't really feel like you have total clarity. That everything just stopping is actually the best thing that could happen. So I'm just going to say Merry Christmas to anybody who's listening. 
No Columbine talk in this episode. <laughs> no Columbine talk, no teen suicide, no, nothing about the culture war. Only a brief mention of Coronavi. You know, I'm going to try to avoid, I'm, I'm going to try to, <laughs> that, that's, that's the only New Year's resolution I have, is to be slightly less infected. I want to be slightly less infected with all of that. But you know what? If the infection continues, that's okay too. I'm not going to expect anything from the infection other than maybe just hope it lets up a little bit. That brain infection. Because that's what leads you into the psychological minefield. There's something about that brain infection of politics. When your brain starts thinking about politics, society... The wild ways that people are thinking these days. It's that infection that really leads you into that psychological minefield. And every single thing you step on just strengthens the infection. To the point where that becomes normal to you. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, let's hope for that. Let's hope for less of the brain infection for all of us. Because it turns out that is something that we are all in together. They used to say at the, be at the beginning of all this, they were saying, oh, COVID, coronavirus, we're all in this together. Well, no, it's, it's the brain infection. The brain infection, the psychological minefield, we're all in that together. That is something that we do have total control over, and it directly impacts every single person we know when we bring that stuff up. Or when we read something about it. So I'm hoping it lets up for everybody. I'm hoping that that aspect of all this lets up for everybody. But if it doesn't, well, just keep doing what we do. But yeah, Merry Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas. I'm sure I'll do another one of these before the New Year. But why not give you multiple New Year's wishes and say Happy New Year's as well. Hey.